This is Speaking of Writers. I'm Steve Richards. With the release of 2018's The Romance Book Club, Lissa K. Adams established herself as an auto-buy author for romance fans. Her incisive take on toxic masculinity and how reading romance novels can emotionally educate them also garnered attention from major national media, including the New York Times Book Review, NBC's Today Show, Entertainment Weekly, Men's Health, NPR, and more. Her new book, Crazy Stupid Romance, is the third book in Adams' beloved series and is a prime example of the friends-to-lovers setup at its best. Lissa K. Adams read her first romance novel in eighth grade after swiping one from her grandmother's bookshelf and was hooked forever. Spent 20 years as a journalist, writes full-time now from her home in Michigan. Happy to have Lissa K. Adams join me now here on Speaking of Writers. Lissa, welcome to this program. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. So what is this new novel, Crazy Stupid Bromance, all about? Yeah, well, as you mentioned, it, it explores the uh, very popular trope in romance genres, which is the friends to lovers, you know, as it suggests, people who, you know, two people who are friends who then become more than friends. And um, as with the previous two books in the series, um, our uh, male lead, uh, Noah is his name, gets a lot of help from his uh, his friends, the Bromance Book Club, which is a, a group of uh of men who have this secret book club where they read romance novels because they, which they call the manuals because that they believe they are instruction manuals on how to be better people, better partners, better friends. And, um, and so with, with uh, their help, he figures out how to uh, advance this relationship. What is Noah like? Oh, Noah is one of my favorite characters that I've ever written because he's so at his core, he's very kind. And I think that, one of the things that I've always tried to really show in these books is is the power of simple kindness among friends and among um, romantic partners, and that sometimes we forget that the the single best thing you can can be with another person is to just simply be kind. But he's also got um, kind of a, um, a a bit of a tortured history. Um, he his father was a um, was in his backstory was was killed in Iraq, and he has a lot of pent up anger over over losing his father. And he had a sort of misspent youth as a teenage hacktivist. He's a genius, a genius, a computer expert. And he uh, really uses those skills in this book to help Alexis navigate a, um, um, he, you know, Alexis, the other main character, navigate a very um, touchy family situation that she has found herself in. And uh, um, he's uh, he, he was a fun character to write, that just uh, because of his kindness and his commitment to equality in relationships. You mentioned the other main character, Alexis. What is Alexis like? Oh, Alexis, again, I feel like every character I write is my favorite character, but she's such a strong person. You, we met her in the second book of the series um, uh, as someone who came forward as um, a uh, survivor of sexual um, harassment from a celebrity chef, which is sort of the main plot of the second book. And so here she is months later trying to sort of navigate this this notoriety and this fame that she has gained from that that experience that she you know never wanted she didn't want any of this um she is very very devoted to helping other survivors of sexual harassment and sexual assault and has uh, this cafe that she owns called toe beans because it's a cat cafe um she has really just opened her heart and her arms and her cafe to other survivors and that's where she thinks her, her life is going, and then uh, a, a woman shows up and says, hey, guess what? We are sisters. <laughs> like, I took a 
DNA test and you came up as a relation. Um, and it really sets her off on this um, very complicated family situation. Chatting with Lissa K. Adams, her book is Crazy Stupid Bromance. Are Alexis and Noah based on real people? They are not based on real people, but there is a subplot in the book that is based on a real experience. And, and the um, what Alexis goes through is when this woman shows up claiming to be her sister, sort of the, the second part of that statement is, hey, are, we have the same father and he needs a kidney. We'd like you to get tested to see if you're a match. And um, I threw a lot of personal experience into this book because shortly after I got married, my husband donated a kidney to his sister. And it was a very similar situation in that in many, in most donation situations, live donor situations, um, you have many months to prepare. You know this is coming. But in the case in the book, as it was with my husband and his sister, it was an emergency situation. And uh, so between finding out, between getting his initial blood test and the actual surgery was uh, just three months. And it was a very, very um, emotional roller coaster. And I really, I really use a lot of our personal experience in this book. I mentioned in the introduction you spent nearly 20 years as a journalist. Did you always know, Lisa, that you were a pretty good storyteller? Oh, yeah, yeah. I mean, in fact, my family tells a funny story that, um, you know, when I was like two years old, so before I could even read and write, like other kids were dragging dolls around and I was dragging around a pen and a you know notebook of paper um but it was it, it's just always been you know writing has always been what I wanted to do and what I just naturally did um and I loved my journalism career absolutely loved it but I always knew eventually I wanted to be a novelist and so um you know being here now and just knowing that people are reading my my books is just the most gratifying experience of my life. Do you use an outline, Lisa? and do you always know in advance the motives of your main characters? Oh, gosh. So an outline. <laughs> I used to be such a deep outliner, um, you know, like pages and pages and pages. And then the reality of deadline after I got my book deal with Berkeley <laughs> sort of shortened my process by quite a bit. I couldn't be quite as detailed in my outline. So what I do now is I, I call it a cheater outline, right? I, what I do is I make a list of 30 scenes that I know have to be in this whatever book I'm currently writing. And I say, okay, I'm just going to, I'm going to write a thousand words on each of those scenes. And I just keep doing that process over and over again until I have a full first draft. And then from there, what, based on what I've written, I go through and I rearrange and I outline and I, you know, sort of revise and refine things. And part of what, you know, is part of that re revision process is the character motivations. It's really strengthening those. Um, I, um, I almost always know when I start writing, you know, what my character's basic motivations are. I know about their backstory. I know, you know, who they are on page one and who I want them to become by the end of the book. Um, but I feel like writing is such a wonderful process of discovery that sometimes their motivations, you know, I, I be, they become a little clearer to me as I go. Um, you know, and, and sometimes right up until I'm, you know, almost ready to turn a book in, I'm having epiphanies about things. Not to give away too much here, but in what way is this book, if any, uh, that you wrote different from the book you set out to write? Oh, my gosh, that's such a great question. Um, in a couple of different ways. I think um, I, when I started writing this book, I wanted, uh, I envisioned the ending a little bit differently. I envisioned that Alexis would make a different decision at the, in the end, 
when I originally wrote like the first draft. And as I was revising, and again, as I just mentioned, that whole, the idea of, of character motivations becoming more clear to me, I realized that I was not being true to her by having her make this, this different decision, you know. And so I rewrote the ending to have her make a different decision. And, and it was just so, so much more true to the character, um, you know, that I created. And so um, I would say that's probably the biggest difference um, you know, in, in how I, you know, it is, and, you know, writers talk about how their characters talk to them and their characters tell them what to do and where to go. And this is definitely a case of that. I was trying to make her do something that was just not natural. And, and, uh, you know, she, she set me straight in the revision process. (laughs) Are you working on another novel? And if so, can you give us a, a sneak peek into what it's about? Absolutely. I am um, in the revisions right now and the edits for the fourth book in the Bromance uh, Book Club series. And it's about um, a character that has become uh, kind of a fan favorite. She goes by, for most of the time, just the nickname The Russian. And um, uh, I never intended, you know, when I first came up with this character idea that he would get his own book, I thought he was just going to be a supporting character, kind of comic relief. And then people started asking for his story. So I started imagining it what would his book look like and i'm happy to say that uh, that'll be out in uh, uh next next summer so um i'm very excited about it Lisa, how long does it take to research and write these novels oh gosh so i right now i'm pretty much on a six-month schedule publishing schedule you know i've, I've got like two books coming out a year on average and so um because of my journalism background, I think that I'm able to sort of go through that process a lot faster than maybe some other people would. I mean, you know, journalism, you know, you <laughs> you, you do it as fast as you can. And so I would say that I spend about a month in the sort of pre-writing phase and the research phase. Um, and then I do a, about six weeks of, of the, for the first draft. And then you know, another sort of outlining, rearranging, more research stage than a revision stage. So all told, it's a, we're, we're looking at about um, six months from, you know, starting the book until it's uh, ready to go, you know, ready to go to my editor. And listeners can connect with you online. Your website is Lissa K. Adams, L-Y-S-S-A-K-Adams.com and on the social mm-hmm. media platforms at Lissa K. Adams. Yeah. The book. That is correct. Yep. I'm on Twitter way too often, so you definitely <laughs> find me there. Right. The book is Crazy Stupid Bromance. The author is Lisa K. Adams. Lisa, thank you so much for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. And this is Speaking of Writers.